Welcome in once again, Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. This is episode number 102, and we're featuring Christine Bongard. She is the president of the WIT Network. Now, WIT stands for Women in Technology, and her message is simple. Women have an important role in technology, and the mission of the WIT Network is to increase the numbers of women in technology careers. So, let's not delay Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, starts now. Welcome to Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, the podcast that tells you the story of how women are impacting business, one guest at a time. Now here's your host, Jeff Bolitnikoff, with another successful woman and her unique business journey. Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International. I'm Jeff Litnikoff. I'm very excited to talk to the president of the WIT Network, and her name is Christine Bongard. And by the way, you can check out the witnetwork.com, and it stands for Women in Technology. And Christine, she's pretty much a serial entrepreneur, and she was a, uh, at, at one point, she uh, started a Microsoft Gold Partner Company, and at the ripe old age, and from her bio, I'm reading at the ripe old age of 25, she became an entrepreneur. But of course, these days, as the president of WIT Network, her role is to be the main spokesperson for the organization. And she regularly speaks on behalf of the WIT Network at events and hosts the We've Got WIT webinars. I love that. So, Christine, <laughs> I'm going to bring you into the conversation right now. I, did, I gave a brief of your bio, but uh, first of all, welcome to the podcast. And second, I'd love you to expand on everything. Thank you. Thanks so much, Steph. It's great to be here and uh, my pleasure to speak to you today. Yeah, I've been involved with women in technology for, I think I'm going on eight years now, and it's been very rewarding and eye-opening and inspirational, you know, just working with so many people in the technology industry to try to help make change. I mean, that's really what we're all trying to do. There's so many organizations and now companies are jumping on board and really, you know, trying to support the mission to advance women, both in leadership positions as well as in technology. So the WIT Network was formed two years ago. We we started the non-for-profit to basically be a source of education and inspiration for women in technology. And we do that through Lots of online events with, like you mentioned, the We've Got Wit webinars, which have been wildly popular, especially now that we're living in COVID times. But we also have uh, bustling communities around the world. We're actually, we have members in 53 countries and we have about 30 to 40 local community chapters where women can come and network and meet other women and you know, participate in live events once once we're back to in-person events. Our membership has, has grown. We just did a, a recent tally, and I think we're at almost 4,500 women around the globe that have joined the WIT Network, either through individual memberships or through um, their corporation joining as a corporate membership. And it just feels really great to be part of something that, is so fast growing, has such positive momentum and positive impact. I hear stories um, all, all the time. People will write in emails and fill out surveys and, you know, the comments just that they love connecting with other people who are in the same position as they are or, or facing some of the same challenges that they do. And 
you know, it just feels great to be connected with like-minded people and um, work together to try to come up with new solutions or new ways of, of dealing with some of the challenges that they have. So it's my pleasure to lead the organization. Every day my to-do list gets a lot longer because as we're growing, you know, you can imagine the demand for more programs and more robust tools and systems to support this community keeps expanding, but I wouldn't change it for the world. I absolutely love it. So when it comes to women in technology, and I've heard in a lot of different places, media within the industries that I talk to and whatnot, that you want to attract more and more women in technology. You want to attract more women, I should say, to the technology world. So I'm going to have a dual question for you here. So first of all, what can companies do to support those efforts? And second of all, how do you reach women themselves to say, hey, technology can be a great career for you? Because I know on both counts, it's been kind of a struggle uh, unless I am hearing things wrong. No, you're absolutely right. And, you know, quite frankly, if you read the McKinsey reports and Gartner reports and IDC, and in some cases, the numbers are going down. They're, they're getting even worse. So um, we need help all around. That's why, you know, this is not just a woman's issue. This is men and women coming together to make change. I think to answer the, the second part of your question about, you know, how do we find those women, what we're doing now is trying to get out into the different segments of the population that might be looking for a change. So obviously you have students, right? You know, you've got you know, girls in middle school and high school that are thinking about, hey, what do I want to do later? Like, we've got to be getting messaging out to that level to say, this career is exciting. There's lots of opportunity for you. You can be very successful. You can do fun things and, you know, enjoy your job and try to, you know, attract them, middle school, high school, university, you know, to pursue STEM education. Once we're talking about women in the workforce, you know, there are a lot of women that are mid-career that are looking for a change, you know, maybe they've done a job in accounting or a job in finance, like HR or a job in marketing or sales. And, you know, they've enjoyed it, but they're thinking, you know, I'd like to do something different. And maybe they might discover that they enjoy working with technology. And so we're trying to provide technical training for women in mid-career for them to sort of test it out, wet their whistle, you know, see if they like it. We also have the, all of the women returning to work. You know, that's a great segment of the population that they're coming back. They may need to be reskilled in whatever it is, you know, they had done before. And if they have to be reskilled and re-educated, why not have them, you know, target them to potentially pursue technology careers? So those are just three examples, but there, and there are definitely more. Um, but those are three that we're trying to focus on right now and excite them and, and put some interest out there um, for them to consider technology careers. And then you have your other question, which was about, you know, what can companies do? And yeah, I mean, this is really the onus is on the companies to really look at their hiring procedures and processes and, and what are they doing to attract, you know, women to their organization. And it comes down, and it's not even women. This is an issue about full diversity, right? Like all of those reports that I mentioned, every single one of them will also cite that companies make more money, more revenue, more profit, 
greater innovation, more creativity, uh, higher customer satisfaction, better employee retention with diversity throughout, especially the leadership and the management roles, right? So the facts are there. And so how does the company then get inspired to take a hard look at the organization from top to bottom and say, you know, where are we missing the mark? And what changes need to happen? How are we positioning ourselves out there for women that are looking for a job? Are we attractive? You know, is our benefits package attractive? Is our, is our flex, work flexibility schedule attractive for women? And, and, and how are we doing in that? And then once the women come into the company, how are they being mentored and how are they being coached to, as they work through their career, excel up into you know, leadership and management positions. And so, you know, th- those are those are just a couple of things that I think companies can really take a hard look at and see, give themselves a little report on, a card on how they're doing. And I want to ask you, like, if you could be with every woman on the face of the planet right now and get your message across to her about becoming a part of the technology world, I mean, what would you say to her? Because when you look at when you look at a lot of women, I, and one kind of comes to mind right now, like if you're looking at your iPhone right now and you're enjoying that, you can thank Hedy Lamar for that. Hedy Lamar was mm-hmm. a famous, as you well know, she was a famous Hollywood actress, but she was the one that invented technology that we now use for Wi-Fi, GPS, Bluetooth. So... The idea, and I don't know whether it's a confidence issue where they think, well, maybe that's just that's something that guys do, which is completely untrue, or if it's just that they haven't been exposed to technology careers enough. I just would love to hear your perspective on that. I mean, I think it's a, it's a little bit of both, right? Is that they haven't been exposed, they don't know what you know, what are all the opportunities? They don't have the maybe they don't have the confidence that they would do well in it. They also may not see it as something fun. And again, that's just how you look at it, right? But that, that could be a myth. And I, I do think it is really about how do we also, it's funny because, you know, a lot of my female colleagues, you know, they'll, they'll ask their daughter, hey, you know, what do you want to be? What are you thinking that you want to do when you grow, grow up? And, you know, they'll, they'll say something and, you know, the, the mother will say, well, what about, you know, a job in technology? And they'll say, no, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a physicist. And it's just interesting because many of those jobs are in technology, right? You know, you can look at, there's some jobs, some, some jobs that are people who are doctors or things that you might not necessarily categorize as, as a role in technology, but the actual job that they are doing is technical and therefore in technology. And so I think we have to just reframe the whole idea of what is a woman in technology. There are many, many, many women that I know who don't, they're in the technology industry, but they're not coders per se. And and that's okay. You know, we, we still use technology, a lot of technology to do our job. And we're in technology companies. We're around technology all the time. And so I think the the net is very wide when you say what kinds of opportunities are there for women in technology because it it isn't just that limiting idea of I have to be a programmer you know it's so much more than that right now and what I love about it, if I could talk to everybody all the women in the world and even men in the world and everybody I would say 
you know, the technology industry is so exciting. It's fast paced. It changes all the time. You get heads up access to some really cool things that are going on. And that's what I love about it. You know, even though I am not an engineer, I still love being around it and seeing it firsthand, seeing how fast it changes, seeing in some cases how it's changing the world. And, you know, I just love it. So I think if you're looking for an industry that is going to have a lot of job opportunities in the future because it's always changing, because we're a world that relies so heavily on technology, and especially for women, there are going to be so many opportunities for jobs. I just think, you know, it's a great place to place your bets. I agree with you completely, because when you look at technology, the exciting things that are happening these days, the way that our lives, like you look at, a, 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 and I'm just going to bring up a simple example here, but you look at things like Uber or self-driving cars or mm-hmm. Grubhub or all the things that we're kind of taking for granted as we're in this COVID era, things that not necessarily self-driving cars haven't made a huge impact right now, but the exciting things that are going on and literally fundamentally changing the way we live, that's all coming from technology because it's one thing to know all of the kind of technical stuff, but also to have that bridge and to be able to apply it to real-life situations and improve people's lives. And I think that's what you're saying there. Absolutely. And, you know, as you were talking, I was just thinking a really great example is even something as simple as Zoom, right? So prior to COVID, I'm in the technology industry, so I use Microsoft Teams, I use Zoom, I use GoToWebinar, all these services that facilitate conference calls. Well, Many of my friends who are not in technology uh, or even in business, per se. They never had used Zoom before. And now, guess what? You know that every single house in, in, on the planet is using some form of Zoom or Microsoft Teams or GoToWebinar or whatever's the tool of choice for the household. But now it's just a household name. And these companies, and this is technology that is now... It's really like, you know, inside our homes now. And you could, you could be somebody who works for one of those companies. And also because now this change and these technologies are in the home, it has caused Microsoft and Zoom and Cisco to accelerate features, security, and functionality of those applications at a much greater path, a much greater speed than they would have, you know, prior to COVID, right? And so that's a good way for people to think about like, oh, here I am using this tool in my home. This is technology. You know, you could potentially be on one of the teams that creates this technology that has impacted everybody's lives at home. Well, let's move on to our last few questions and the resource question, of course. I'd like to know what you would like to suggest to our audience as far as resources. Of course, we'll have links to everything the WIT Network does, thewitnetwork.com. But what are some other things that you think that uh, folks should plug into as they're listening? Well, I'm a big fan of uh, Brene Brown, and I mention her because I think she has a lot of great things to teach all of us about living authentically and being brave and building up our confidence. And that is something I will say that in my eight years of doing this, one of the main issues that comes up for for women um, and roadblocks in advancing in their career is confidence. And 
owning who you are and being true to yourself. And these things are more important than ever, especially today. And I think companies are really opening up to, you know, encouraging people to, to live authentically. But I advise everybody to read every one of her books and watch all of her TED Talks because she gets it and she's smart. She's made a lot of mistakes, but her mistakes all will help all of us. So I would say that that's a great resource because it's about personal development that, you know, some skills that we all need help with. All right. Final question. I call this the giving the guests the floor question. And of course, you are no exception to that rule. And we're going to hand the mic over to you, Christine Bongard, of course, president of the WIT Network at thewitnetwork.com. And I would like to invite you to talk to the audience about anything that you want to. The floor is yours to address the audience. Wow, this is, uh, this is exciting. I guess, really, I would like to just summarize a lot of what we talked about, which is if you are in the technology industry and you're looking for a place to connect with other women, that's what we're here for. We are a network, as I mentioned, and we're also, we have some wonderful programs coming up for women's leadership programs through the Athena International group that has connected us and also some technical training on Microsoft's Azure Cloud products, which we are doing through a gracious grant from Microsoft, which is very exciting. And then we're also launching some global virtual mentoring circles, which everybody really loves. I think I already have 50 people signed up and we haven't even announced it yet, but people love to connect with other women from around the world. Also, if you live in a city and you you love the sound of all this and you want to get involved, I'm always looking to expand our communities and open up. We have a whole wit in a box where we allow people, uh, we provide people with step-by-step how to set up a community. If you're interested in jumping in and joining the community and you'd love to maybe host right now virtual, but in the future, some in-person events, I'd love to chat with you. So please reach out to me and I can help you get you connected. And for those who are not in the industry, I can't say enough about how great of a place this is. I've built my career here, uh, as you mentioned, at a young age, and I've grown up in the technology industry change, and it only is a getting better, and the opportunities for women are only getting better. So I really encourage you to take a deeper look at it. There's tons of internships and you know, other types of programs where you can connect with companies, find out about more about what they're doing and how they support women in the workplace. And, and hopefully one of those will work out for you. So please reach out. And I just want to thank Athena International. They are a phenomenal partner of the WIT Network. And I always say, you know, people say to me, how do you compete with all of these other communities and organizations that are supporting women? And I say, I do not compete. The WIT Network does not compete. We are all about friendly cooperation and coopetition, right? It's We're about women supporting women. And Athena International and the WIT Network are, are no different there. We're doing everything we can to put as many women as we can through their Emerging Leaders Program, and and they are doing everything they can to get the word out about the WIT Network through their community. And we do that with all the partners that we work with. So I just want to thank you, Jeff, for this time. And, you know, it's been great to chat with you. Oh, no, thank you very much, Christine Bongard, of course, the president of thewitnetwork.com. And also, I, I, and I echo what you say, Athena International is a tremendous organization. And if one theme 
when that comes up on this podcast when they talk about competition. It's not competition. It's cooperation. It's collaboration. That's how we get things done these days. Christine, thank you so much for saying that. Thank you so much for your time. And I really appreciate you being here this week. I know you kind of fit me in. Oh, by the way, to the listeners, uh, Christine's cell phone. Well, we're talking Skype to cell phone. Of course, there was a little blank out there just a little bit ago, but you could definitely tell what she was saying. So I, um, I encourage you to reach out to her and take advantage of everything the WIT Network has for you. And again, Christine, thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Have a good night. On the next episode of Women Really Mean Business, presented by Athena International, we feature Kelly Donlan Burkhart, and she is the owner, CEO of Donlan Distribution, and talks about overcoming obstacles. But Kelly is going to get real about starting a business as well. You will be scared, but if you want it, you will do it in spite of your fear, and she's going to talk about the value of Athena as well. Here's a little bit from Kelly. Opening a business, it's not easy, but it shouldn't be expected to be either you're going to put in more hours you're going to cry like I said you're going to have a panic attack I had my first one ever in my life I had no idea what people were talking about when they said have a panic attack but you're gonna get through it build a team we can only grow with your help and what we're asking for is very easy two simple things just either rate or review the podcast both would be great Because the more ratings and reviews a podcast has, the easier it is to find. And also, share episodes with your network. If you love this podcast and are a regular listener, please help others find it. See you next week, and thanks in advance.